0: And welcome to your weekly roundup of all of the latest news and ramble about the world of electric cars from the team at electrifying.com. So this week, we discuss the cheapest electric cars in the UK, brands that we want to see come back from the dead, and charging disasters. Plus, we're going to be answering your car buying conundrums and dipping into the post bag to find out your views on everything electric. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. I'm Nicola Hume.
1: I'm Tom Barnard. And I'm Mike Askew.
0: Hey team, how are we all? All right?
1: Yeah, I'm good. good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Shall we start things off with um, what's what sort of caught your eye? What you've been up to this week? Should we start with you, Tom? Well, yeah,
1: not been doing much this week, but I did. I have got a moan. Oh, okay. about about charging. Shall we start with a moan, or should we do yeah. something a bit start, a bit nicer? Start first? with a negative. Yeah.
0: Let's get the moan yeah. out of the way, and then it can only okay. go up from there. So that's okay. Nice... Well.
1: I had to had to go and see somebody in hospital, and I didn't have to be long. So everybody moans about hospital car parking charges, don't they? As it happens, mine was £3.70 for 26 minutes, which might be seen as excessive. But they have electric car charging points. Now, normally they're full of all the consultants' paces, but there was a space. And it was kind of pole position, the best spot in the whole car park. So I thought I'll park there. Plugged in the leaf. And uh, uh, looked at it. It was a charge point one, and I have a charge point app. So, plugged in, wandered off, came back 26 minutes later, took the thing out fine. Then, looked at how much I'd been charged. Now, they, like, it's 42p per kilowatt hour, which is well, yeah, well, all right. Yeah. 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 But there's a minimum charge of £3. So, my 26 minutes cost me £3. And on top of that, because it was my first charge with them, they took a £10. <laughs> charge to put in credit on the thing so (laughs) it was a bit of a stinger really for 26 minutes it was like one pound 50 per kilowatt hour if you look at how long i was there so i was like half tempted to like hang around and have a sandwich or something just to get the the best out of it but i didn't i thought that'd be silly but it did make me slightly grumpy
0: i mean you might as well have done just kind of hung around but you should know these things tom that they're gonna take an extra tenner out of your pocket and just just yeah that that sounded a bit too good to be true the perfect parking space didn't it
1: yeah true <laughs> anyway that was my mode of the week and the leaf passed its mot hey
0: <laughs> still going strong That's yeah i great. always i
1: always i always pace around like a kind of expectant father when it's mot time it's just i don't know why i get so stressed because if it fails they you know you just pay some money and they fix it but i just well, it worries me <laughs> I don't know why but so it's much. done i keep i know it's done for another year
0: Hooray! yeah but you're getting rid of it soon though aren't you that was
1: the plan well, yeah I, I keep thinking about it but we'll see now okay. it's passing mot i'll probably forget about it again <laughs> oh, right, fair yeah
0: enough. it's all positive come on it? then give me some give me some positive things that happened this week should we go to mike
2: yeah well i've been uh, obviously missed me all last week when i yeah, was on the pod you? i was in amsterdam and sort. it wasn't for work for once, which is quite nice. I went there for a, a long weekend, made to buy trousers because um, the Dutch are freakishly tall. So it's, I can go clothes shopping in Amsterdam and not feel like I'm a circus act. So um, that's one <laughs> of the reasons why I go. One of, the, one of the things I did notice about Amsterdam is the, their electric game, their electric car game is on point. It really is. I mean, I, I got a cab from the airport. It's a brand new Toyota BZ4X, x Barry, uh, and on the way back, uh, I got a, a brand new Ionic Six, and this is just like the local grotty minicab company sending these out. It was fantastic, so really nice run there and back. Um, it's an odd eclectic mix of, uh, of cars in Amsterdam. They they like these like really small um, electric um, cars, stuff that makes an Ami look like a like an SUV. Um, they have these little <laughs> tiny two seater things. they have loads of electric cargo bikes, like a Twizy. Like no smaller than a Twizzy. almost oh. like you kind of almost you kind of have to double take to think they're fully grown adults in this car because it just seems to be about six inches either side of them um, but it's perfect for Amsterdam that's all you need um, and the you know obviously it's a cycling culture in, in the Netherlands and certainly in the heart of Amsterdam it's just I know this is heresy to say you know from what we do for a living but it's really nice to go places that aren't full of cars um, and the cars that were there you know I think the Dutch were really early adopters of Tesla. So that all the cars parked up in the area that we were staying in were either early early Model 3s, uh, late 80s Saabs for some reason, God and these goodness. kind of and Opal Rocks, which is the Opal version of the Sitch Ami. So I don't know if the the Citroen dealer's fallen out with the people of Amsterdam, but for every one Ami, there were 10 Opal Rocks. So the, the Opal dealer's obviously doing a slightly better job than the Citroen dealer is in in sort of downtown Amsterdam but it was a fascinating place and and the Netherlands still I had to look it up when I got back I mean they're still very much kind of promoting electric cars I looked it up that they you still get 4,000 euros off the purchase of a new one and you get 2,000 euros off the purchase of a used electric car ah. um I mean Amsterdam they want to get rid of cars int- entirely petrol pet, electric whatever you know they want to make it entirely um cyclist and uh and pedestrianized but you know generally speaking as a country they're still pumping money into getting people into electric and I guess they're working out this will trickle down to the used markets, you know at some point so it's just encouraging to see still people um you know a lot of people buying electric cars so that was kind of that and I had a, an Enyaq for a week which oh. was another positive a new uh 2024 model year which is kind of slightly sneaked under the radar because it's got this all this new Um, which is on all the ID models and all the the Cupras, the Cupra Born and all the the Skoda models is the new drivetrain. Um, It's a big change, actually. It's it's a lot more efficient. It's got 545 newton meters of torque. And I was thinking, Tom, you know, back in the days of, you know, when we were on a certain weekly uh, car magazine, if we drove a car that had that amount of torque, we'd probably be in Italy driving a supercar, wouldn't we? Or something. So it's (laughs) astonishingly quick, this thing. Um, and it was great. The only frustration was when I was trying to write up, the review's just gone live today, um, but I was writing the review and uh, I use Apple Pages for writing this. And uh, it kept correcting Enyak to Enya for some reason. Oh, so it's... Away, it's the, 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 exactly. The spell check, or, uh, <laughs> Apple spell check, has more reference to do with early 90s singers than it does with, uh, with cars. So by the time I'd worked out how to correct that and actually put it in as Enyak so it didn't keep changing it. So if you're reading the review and you're, already, if you're wondering, wondering why i'm writing about a, an irish singer it's one of the one of the things i didn't manage to correct so uh, if you do find it please point it out but, that's um, worth noting
0: yeah. I, I do all my reviews on uh, on pages as well pages right yes yeah. so, yeah, yeah. so you've
2: got to be careful they might slot in to, you know morrissey when you're writing about
0: you know so <laughs> anyway yeah exactly
2: so that was my week um what have you been up to nicola
0: um, what have I been up to? Also, uh, I have finally uh, shot the long-term review of my Genesis GV60. We've done a whole Mystic Meg thing that I really hope goes down well because of the crystal ball <laughs> thing. <laughs> so we did this whole thing. Anyway. Um, but the amount of party tricks that car has had. So I've had it for like five months now. And I still feel like every day I'm noticing something new that it does. Because it just it just does everything. Like it tells you that you've left a window open. It will, you know, it's got the amazing massage in seats with the bum punch that we've discussed before. It's got the whole air purification thing, which I was talking to Tom about the other day, right? So what it does is it tells you how clean the air is inside the car. So it will tell you if it's good uh, if, and then it will go like normal, then it will go poor, very poor. So if there's someone in in the car with you that, I don't know, that's smoking or something or maybe lets off a little cheeky, cheeky fart or something like that, you will see that the air quality goes down to very poor. But I'm as you sure approach that. tunnels, like it starts circulating the air inside the car rather than taking everything from the outside, it's... It's little things that I'm just like, I I end up getting really, really impressed by. The more I drive it, the more I kind of get impressed by it and go, oh, wow, that does that thing too. Mm. That's really cool. Uh,
1: Now, Nicola, talking of cleanliness and your genesis, I have seen a preview of that video. Were your local car washes shut? Right. I've got to do the thumbnail for that video. Can I
0: say, listen to me, right, listen, it was chucking it down that day. And where we film at the barn, you know, those roads approaching the barn. It is disgusting. Like those, Mm -hmm. it is like driving through a, a river to get into the barn. And that day that we filmed it, it was chucking it down all day. So I said, I was like, I'll tell you what we'll do is as soon as it stops raining, I'll take it down the car wash and I'll get it cleaned. And then it just didn't happen. So, but, but here's my theory if I'm filming a car that I've been living with, this is my car that I'm actually using, then surely you wanna see what it's like when I live with it. That's my excuse that I'm sticking to it. Is that right? No. <laughs> I sure you that the
2: hoses next stay. time. Yeah. When they take that car back, they're gonna to have to dismantle that at sea or oh. something. It's just gonna to be toxic.
0: Even yeah. the bit like I opened the boot and then I forgot that I didn't clear out the boot. So they're like inside there's like my jacket, my wellies, yeah. so. some hangers. <laughs>
2: Never but getting The side, again.
1: the side, the side of the car has got so much dirt on it. You could grow potatoes in it. It's. <laughs> I,
2: I'm I'm doing the thumbnail for it at the moment, and it, yeah, it's it needs a lot of cleaning up. Let's put it that way. My well, Photoshop's in overdrive.
0: It's it's fine. It's fine.
2: Okay. Right. We'll
0: move on. Okay. All right. We digress. <laughs> we move on. So no. like. Well you were talking about like the like uh, the electric cars and all that sort of stuff and, and charging and things and what it's like in Amsterdam. I yeah. found it was very, very similar in in Norway when I was there a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh yes, yeah, that's the, the cabs that pick you yeah. like I got picked up local mini-cab company picked us up in a Mercedes EQS. I was like, what the hell is happening here? This is a bit can't nice. You don't get that
2: in the UK, do you? I
0: know. But <laughs> I'm going to Primera. um I'm going to Valencia tomorrow. So we're recording this on Wednesday. I'm going to Valencia tomorrow. Uh, with the FIA for another eco rally, which is like a whole rally test where uh, it's all electric cars and you have to stick to a certain speed limit to see which car does it the most efficiently kind of thing. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how Valencia behaves in terms of charging and electric cars, because the last time I did that was in Monaco, which I remember telling you was seriously impressive when it comes to charging Mm. and electric cars. So full update for you next week after my trip to Valencia from tomorrow. So there we go.
2: Excellent, that's good. Well, um, the post bag we had last week—I will we'll go into that later on in, in the in the podcast—but the, the the stuff on Lancia, Lancia, to give it its correct pronunciation, was off the scale. But I think every other comment was about the Ypsilon and and bringing back uh, the brand and everything. Of course, Lancia hasn't disappeared; it just hasn't really been officially in the UK for a long time. And and Tom and I were chatting earlier and thinking, well, you know what, this is potential for a lot of other brands to come back from the dead, aren't there? You know, the, the sort of bands, brands that have been dormant or laid off or, you know, sucked up as part of one great big kind of, uh, when one brand's sold to another. Um, you know, it just made me think there might be this might be the start of something new. We're going to might see a lot of the older brands coming back. So I don't know if either of you two guys have got something you'd really like to see
0: come back. Um, can I throw my hat in the ring? Yeah. Because um, we were talking about long boys last week, um, which are yep. also known as estates to regular people. To I most like to people, call them long boys. Yes. And I'm going to throw out a Saab nine three. Wouldn't that be amazing? Throw out one of the, that's always been one of those cars that I'm like, that is a cracking car. That that is a cracking car. And everyone I know that's ever had one has absolutely loved it. And I feel like if that came back as an EV, that would be a huge seller, surely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Saab's quite—it's quite an innovative brand, isn't it? I think that the last Saab nine five still looks like a good car. Yeah. But it, that kind of alternative architect type owner are the type of people who are now driving electric cars, aren't they? They're all probably in Ionic fives, like you, Mike. That's a very architecty type car, isn't it? Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, you have to have um, thick room spectacles in order to buy one. And if you, if you walk into the dealership and you can't, then they, they force you to go. <laughs> or a Polestar. Buy one. Or a Polestar, I suppose, mm. is the spiritual yeah.
1: successor to Saab.
2: Yeah, I guess so. You need to have a sort of, you know, turtleneck jumper, don't you? And sort of knitted trousers, you would be fine.
0: (laughs) Go on, Tom, what would it be for you?
1: Well, I quite like Saab's as well. Um, Some of the old British brands I I, I love. I mean, I suppose things like Austin and Morris have been a bit tainted by some of the rubbish they made in the later days. So maybe something like Riley, that would be quite, or Alvis. I can see myself in an Alvis, that would be quite a nice you know sporty but luxury brand maybe yeah
0: yeah Yeah. okay i mean i'm like did you see the morris the morris uh what was it called the morris je that was like a full Mm.
2: oh yeah has that actually
0: been launched yet well i saw it at an event like a last year sometime and I thought it looked really cool and they were like oh yeah it's going to go into production and it still hasn't happened but I would love for that to happen but it is that car that they've got the concept car you can actually drive it around and yeah
2: the van isn't it yeah yeah I mean I'd I'd like to see try a similar thing to Tob. the old sort of Brit. there's so many old classic British brands that still got currency in a heck of a back catalogue um Triumph I think would get my nod I know the motorcycle side has been revived under a chap called John Bloor um, and is doing exceptionally well, um, but the car brand, I think the the trademark is still owned by BMW, along with all the other, a lot of few others like Wolseley and Riley. So, and I think there was a concept car last year, T twenty five Triumph concept car, but I think it was done by a design house rather than anything official. I think they just put the Triumph name on it. But you kind of think if you're sitting at BMW, you think you must be sitting on the, what a success Mini has been over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and triumph for you because your your first car was a triumph, wasn't it, Tom? yeah, I had a triumph Herald
1: as my first car, which did you? Is, yeah well, I convertible should have kept that convertible <laughs> well no, I, I couldn't because it was um it wasn't the safest car in the world right.
2: <laughs> Could you not open doors at the same time or something?
1: Yeah, or something? I had this problem where the the chassis was so rusty that you couldn't open both <laughs> doors at the same time and you had to shout to people so don't do it and if they did, you had to get the jack out. And jack the car up in the middle so that you could get the doors to shut. Brilliant. Safety Brilliant. first, people.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I, I think I think a, uh, an electric like version of a TR7. A TR7 is still a great car when you look at it now. It, there was one that parked up at part run the other week, and there was I was taking a picture of it, and it just the owner came out and he said, "Oh, he'd restore it. I mean, it, it was it, it's it, they're quite shonky when you look up at the cloud. I mean, they've got panel panel gaps you can see from space, and they're they're not that well made, but. There's just something about that shape that still mm. kind of has currency. Everything looks a bit odd because it's all on like sort of 14-inch wheels, which were big for the late 70s, early 80s. But um, I think yeah, a reborn TR7 sports car. I mean, that would just be oh, yeah, because yeah. you know, especially when we talk about the Lancia thing, the Lancia thing, yeah, you know, the Stratos. There's so many of these brands that have got such an incredible back catalogue. That now we're in the days of skateboard platforms, which you know, the same for every car. Yeah, it's really a coach building job, isn't it? And and I guess if they can guarantee enough sales out of it, then it's uh it's got potential. So yeah, I would love to see our TR seven come back.
0: Yeah, that would be my dad uh still has his old uh he's got a nineteen seventy five uh Spitfire.
2: Mm. And he's go. still got it. There
0: you and go. it's I'm like it's the slowest car in the world, but he loves it. doesn't matter, it. does it? Doesn't it's matter. In it's in British racing green. yeah yeah okay. but like if it you know if mg can do the Cyberster, what's stopping triumph from giving it a go on sorting mm. out the spitfire and making that electric that would be amazing mm.
2: exactly uh, yeah if there's anyone listening to this and thinks yes we've missed something or you want to see something come back please let us know in the in the comments below and if you're wondering why well, we're talking about comments below if you're listening to this on spotify or apple podcasts we're talking about the, uh, the youtube versions of version of this wonderful podcast on youtube and we have a lively comment section below so um please please add to that and, it does, and Tom, you, it does get lively. It, it does get lively. It does get lively. Love it. Yeah, it does. I'm um, talking of lively, uh, <laughs> Tom. Um, you found some um, um, cheap deals, you, Tom. You are our kind of king of cheap deals, aren't you? Because you always like come onto well, our w- weekly meetings and say, "Have you seen? So you can get an XYZ for this much." So your latest <laughs> spine is well, quite well, spectacular.
1: Yeah, well, well, because I'm I'm kind of in the market for a new electric car. I'm, I've signed up to all these things, and I've I keep looking at the uh, at the deals available. And there's one this week that I just thought. can that be right (laughs) and um it's a leasing deal for the aura 03 which used to be called the funky cat right which you know it's not our favorite car because we thought it was too expensive but you can have one on a lease now which is uh no deposit don't have to put down any deposit at all 169 pounds a month i mean that's for two years yeah, no, you can only do 5,000 miles a year. If you want to do 8,000 miles a year, which is more sensible for me, is 193. Which still... With nothing down. About nothing down. If you want to put like a grand down, it, it goes down to, what is it, 110 quid or something. like? I mean, you can fiddle around with the figures, but basically the worst case scenario, which is that uh, you, you don't you don't have a deposit at all, 160 quid a month. Am I... Like, hang on a minute. If you've got an electric car... Uh, mm. If you've got a petrol car at the moment and you're just poodling around in it and you think, well, I need to change it, what do I do? You might be spending, I don't know, 100 quid a month on petrol. Yes. So if you can charge it overnight and it's a couple of quid a night, then you think, well, that's 90 yeah. quid and uh, that's nothing. What's and, going you know, on? A, I don't, why do I not tax, trust it? Well, I know. <laughs> road, road tax is what, a 10, 10, 20 quid a month probably on a petrol car as well. So you take that out. And after a while, you just think, well, this is – a really really cheap car um and i assume i don't know i mean maybe the residuals are better than everything else in the market or perhaps they just want to shift some get them out on the road it's a good advert if people are driving
0: yeah clearly they want to shift some but there's but but that's that's stupid cheap like you can't even get petrol cars that cheap even a Fiat 500 you can't get that cheap
1: yeah it was the cheapest price and people say oh well so it's two years uh So no deposit and uh, it was 5,000 miles, which is not many, although it will suit a lot of people. So 8,000 miles was still under 200 quid a month. But even if you "Mm." go,
0: even if you need, I don't know, 12,000 miles or 15,000 miles, you're still going to be looking in the 200s, which is still nothing really a month. Yeah.
2: Yeah. it's, It's the no deposit thing that, you know, we've discussed before, haven't we? You know, it's quite... It's quite cleverly worded, deposit, the word "deposit," isn't it, with, with lease mm. deals and everything? Because basically, at the end of the day, you're just giving them money. You're never going to see that again. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like a deposit a, that you get a, back.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's so when you say it's a deposit, it's basically a down payment, and not even that because you're not, you know, when, when the leasing thing ends, you're not going to get that six grand back, are you? It's literally just. It, yeah, it's
1: not like renting a house or putting a deposit down on on something which is then taken off the price. No, it's not. Well, I suppose it is, but it just makes the monthly lower, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I guess it does. But yeah, so you are sort of paying for it over the mm. longer period, I guess. But yeah, it's just finding that money up front. Mm.
0: So here's a question. If you were then reviewing the the Funky Cat again, mm. knowing that that was the price it was going for, what are you saying about it?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's much better. I mean, you can't... <laughs> you, you what can't a great get... car! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think to... it's the same...
2: We've had it's this discussion we, internally, haven't we? So about, you know, whether we, we go in to review a car again, if given a car a low score because of its list price is too high, and then you can suddenly get it for 200 quid a month, which makes it a lot cheaper. Does it affect what we thought of it, whether we still think it's a good buy or not? Nice? But, but the, you know, that deal might disappear next week, in which case then the score goes back down again. So it's a tricky one, isn't
1: it? Yeah, like, we were discussing, was it last week, about that Honda eny1 and it's mm. you know pounds off now something makes it much more reasonable car doesn't it yeah yeah
0: but still not quite there yet it's still not 110 pound a month compared to a funky cat is it <laughs> blindly that's so impressive mm.
2: um mm. guys we've got some more at ad- buying advice required from our oh yeah now lifters. tom's here
0: take advantage of him go for it i'm, t- I'm
2: going to do yeah uh, right okay um Two, two car ones, or one charger one. I'll try out route through this as quick as possible. It's already at 22 minutes. Um, hey, guys. This is from Simone, Simone. says, I'm thinking about getting a Mercedes EQA through work under a salary sacrifice scheme. Um, it's £389 for the entry-level spec. Is that a good buy? Should I opt for the AMG? Tom Barnard.
1: Well, salary sacrifice, that's presumably the, uh, the amount it's going to cost her after they've taken off the 40 percent tax rate sounds so that not right, like it? yeah so that sounds like quite a lot for an EQA I'm sure there are I mean you can get a Tesla Model Y as a private lease for 399 so that seems a big amount to me but I don't know who knows what the the, the uh, salary sacrifice sheet looks like at her company um the amg version of that i would imagine is just like a trim level they call it something like amg line don't they so it'll have some bigger wheels sporty and seats. some floor mats yeah, yeah and some a red stripe on the interior or something so um i would always tend to go away from that because i don't like big wheels and sporty suspension but you know question of your own personal taste i suppose some people will like the fact it's got amg written on the floor mats
2: Yeah. I think it depends what you want, really. I mean, I was looking at it very briefly earlier. I mean, I think the the standard one, which is the one you're talking about, is a sort of WLTP figure of just over 340 miles. And I think if you start going to AMG and formatic and four-wheel drive ones, that drops to about 260. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I I tend to like stuff that goes a bit further. So I would probably... Uh, unless you really wanted to impress the neighbors with some snazzy wheels, as Tom says, or a red stripe, or you want the extra performance that comes with it. But I don't think it's a lot. I think it's 40 horsepower more or something for the uh, the AMG one. I would stick, stick with a normal one. Okay, so yeah, we'd say stick with the standard one for that one. Um, second one, Andrew Douglas um, says he's considering an Astra Electric as a company car, but I want to know what the real world efficiency of the car is. Vauxhall have made lofty claims about five miles per kilowatt hour, which I refuse to believe until it has been winter tested long term, because he was asking if we'd done it. And I said, you know, we haven't really had one long enough to, to establish that. He wants to know what the real efficiency looks like over the long time, including cold and warmer conditions. Is he going to get five miles per kilowatt hour?
0: I'll leave that over to Tom, because you had one for a little while, didn't you? You had one for a week or
1: so. Yeah, and I think you did the test on it, didn't you? And I I came away from that car really impressed, because I really liked the way it drove, because it's lighter than other electric cars. Uh, I thought it was better built than things like an MG, because we had an MG4 next to it, didn't we? Do you remember? And there were just like bits of trim that felt better, and there was less painted metal that you could see on the inside. Um, And I got home, and I drove it around for a while, and uh, just looked before it went back at the efficiency. And it said five miles per uh per kilowatt hour. And I was like, bloody hell, that's the the, the best I've had in any electric car is five. And I wasn't trying. You're obviously notoriously lead-footed. Yeah. And uh <laughs> it was on a motorway and uh it was just normal roads, normal driving, and it was five miles per. Car. So I was like, that's the most efficient electric car I've ever driven and was surprised. Um but it was quite mild. I think it was, you know, it wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It was nice springtime. I was in a t-shirt. So, I know that. Yeah, it was exactly. t-shirt weather.
0: Yeah. So maybe winter time. So the so the average electric car during winter will lose about twenty one percent of its range. So we'll won't be as a, so we'll probably maybe be around early fours potentially. Mm,
2: yeah, they had one on that on that um, winter test that you you went on, didn't you? I don't yeah, what was the uh, I think did. I looked it up since once when I saw that email come in, and I thought, yeah, I think it was doing early fours, which or late three, something like that. But anyway, it was, it was proper cold though, wasn't it? Where you it was, it was that was minus extreme. Nine. Yeah, this, <laughs> you know, you not really likely to get that if you are in this country very for a very brief period. But uh, yeah, so I suspect it would be mid four something like that which is still I mean, really good still, I'd, I'd be thrilled if the Ionic did anywhere near that yeah okay yeah, so um yeah i think that that new stellantis bigger the new the slightly bigger battery and the new drivetrain with the uh heat pump and everything, it does make quite a big 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 difference so i think you not you're not going to get five um andrew but it's pretty good i would say
0: but you'll get five in a on a mild day if you drive with a gentle foot like tom does not with yes. a heavy foot like i do
2: exactly <laughs> Okay. And our third query from our lovely listeners is uh, from a chap called Stu um, says, loving the podcast, eagerly waiting my new EV any week now. And I need to get my ass into gear in terms of booking an install for the home charger. Basically, he wants to know whether he goes for having the manufacturer sort the installation out for him or just buying a charger and getting a local electrician to come out and fit it um, which he says will probably work out cheaper and it probably would. So he wants to know what's his advice is. Should he go with the manufacturer's one or should he go and try and do a little bit of, you know, sort his own kind of by the quotes. charger. Get quotes. He's, he's done that, he's done that, but he wants to know, what, I think he wants to know what, what, what is the best practice really. And I think, you know, if you go with a manufacturer one, you've got that slight peace of mind that if there's a problem with the charger, you can at least call them and say, there's a problem with I don't think there will be. They're fairly straightforward, aren't they? I mean, we've all yeah. gone I think having said that, two of ours have both gone wrong recently. But um there's always the danger if you have one if you buy the charger and get the local Sparky to fit it, I'm sure they'll do a fantastic job. But if there's a problem with the charger, there's always the risk that they'll say, Well, has it been installed properly? Or your warranty mm-hmm. doesn't cover, you know, after installation, you're on your own really. So I think for full peace of mind. Probably go with the slightly pricier option of getting, the, you may end up getting the same electrician because a lot of these people use local contractors. They don't, you know, if, if they're based in Brentford, they're not going to go and fit, a, you know, a, a, a charger installation, they're not going to drive up to Dumfries to go and do it. They'll probably use a local agent to do it. So you may end up getting your local electrician who's gone to contract anyway, but at least it would be part of the same job. But I don't know what, you, what what you had had done Have you got one fitted Nicola did you get you? Uh
0: so I've got mine my, I got mine through My Energy so I've got a Zappi okay. charger and mine uh has all had warranty and everything all included with it so they've been looking after it if there's any I've had no problems with it whatsoever but they sent out a guy to come out and fit it for me who is like a, a My Energy my person. energy guy right, that comes okay. out and fits for it wasn't like a local electrician that came out and did it but i do i do recommend having a little look at um my energy and zappy because i've had no issues with my charger whatsoever i've got the cable connected to it which i find is so much easier i know it doesn't look as smart no,
1: but i find wind. it so much yeah. easier
0: but it is yeah it's got a fully tethered thing and it's all it's all Pass coded. it's connected to my solar panels which i have on top of the house Not so you. sometimes i can charge in eco mm-hmm. mode and just use everything that's coming from solar and I, they've been nothing but brilliant for me zappy been very good yeah well there we go yeah um so there we go. we've
2: we, we, we've rabbited on a lot so um should i do postback should we should we cover off some oh yeah some do things the postback yeah yep. yeah go
0: okay.
2: on then okay no problem um right okay I, i'm gonna w- probably one subject that dominated the comments last week was lancia i'm going to say that because in hindsight you know russ hill says um i missed much of your discussion at the beginning of the video because my wife was screaming lancia you idiots it's pronounced lancia
0: that's it's because a, tom was calling it lancia so we all just well, that's kind of what
2: we do doesn't it really i mean things, the thing porsche, is
1: that, porsche yeah,
0: okay. i know porsche.
2: Well, <laughs> i got her yeah. I know, but this is Italian. My, I, you know, as you know, I, I learn Italian. My Italian teacher always corrects me on things. When I spoke to her, I said, oh, you, you'd like it. I've got a bath 500 outside. She kind of like, it's almost like she'd sucked a lemon or something because she said it's a bath. It's a hard oh. T at the end. It's, there's no TH at the end of it. So, yeah. So, yeah, I imagine Lancia is the same, in, 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 in creates the same response effectively. So anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, uh, Musketeer009, possibly not their real name, says the only, because Tom, you were saying that every launcher uh, falls apart and goes rusty. So the only ro- la- rust prone Lancia uh, within the first six months of the Launcher Beta saloon. Um, after that, the rust issues were found. Lancia bought better quality steel. I had a Launcher Beta Coupe 2000. It was a great car and didn't suffer the rust issues. I think you and I have both know people who've had deltas and all kinds of things, and they've just slightly gone back to nature, haven't they, after a certain amount of time. So
1: Yeah. In God. fact, when I was a, a whippersnapper, there was somebody I worked for who had a, a late uh, beta coupe, and you could literally open the door by reaching inside through the rust hole in the rear three-quarter panel and opening it from the inside. No. I and mean, it was that bad. It was hilarious. <laughs> and... There was one side that didn't rust, and I said, "Why is that not rusting?" He said, "Because it's made of newspaper and filler." So it was <laughs> That's <laughs> the easily only time
0: Paper
2: mache. <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah, they certainly did rust. I think the later, like Dedras and things, if you remember those, Mike, they were made yeah. of galvanised steel because they were trying to trying to get rid of their they went overboard. But and to... yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, but
1: so. certainly, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who was, who had lust, rusty lances, lances. Sorry, lances. lances. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mark yeah. Bennett
2: wants to uh, redress the balance. He says, definitely bring back Launcher with that Ipsilon. Uh the rust issues are ancient history. The build quality under Stellantis will no doubt be on point. Variety is the spice of life and it would be a great additional option. Yep. Dubster says, Yes, I really like this Ypsilon. It looks epic, especially the Stratos rear lights, which I think you found you like the look of, didn't you, Nicola? Um mm-hmm. maybe when the other models arrive it will give them reason to try them selling here. I hope so. Yeah, I mean we don't are there any are there any UK plans that finalized for this car tom do we know Is i don't it think they kind of...
1: finalized it's all that kind of you never know isn't it yeah which means I, they're
0: probably not going to make a right-hand drive and then we're probably not going to get it so we're well that was, yeah,
1: it. that
2: was yeah that was with the the last few years of launcher in the uk was it was slightly kind of a sad decline wasn't it because you could only buy the mm. left-hand drive ipsilon couldn't you that kind of odd looking mm. thing Paul Meyer says, launch back. Great. I had a couple of Integrales. Lucky you, which were it's wonderful. Nice. <laughs> um, they needed a complete set of replacement tires every 7,000 miles. Sounds like someone who drives <laughs> like you. Sounds like someone who drives like you, Nicola. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, let us hope they come back here in the UK. And, and helipeak says, an electric 037. That was that lovely coupe that they went mm. rallying in, wasn't it? It said, mm-hmm. in martini racing livery come on no me overexcited he says yeah so yeah i'd, I'd be up for one of those again we was like earlier it's, it's, it's companies with a fantastic back catalog of products that you know with a bit of reinvention you can see how well the 500's done and how well the mini's done there's got to be you know it's got to yeah. be potential there hasn't there yeah. so um so yeah and the final one um so subject of estate cars i found someone who doesn't like estate cars what This um, is quite hard yeah doesn't um, like a long boy grizzly hp2 um it says let's be real four door saloons with an extra hump on the back to make it look even longer the epitome of ugliness so, there you go i leave that no. on no
0: that's that's really that's that's pretty much going to upset the entire com team absolutely because everyone's a fan of a of a long boy aren't we i
1: have call them in the state dear
2: i don't mind an estate but I, you know yeah I've got will play along with everybody else. Yes, I love an estate. You don't
0: have to play along. You can be your own person, Mike. That's fine.
2: Can I? <laughs> okay, Okay. well, I'll stay on the estates. Uh, Glenn McKenzie says, estates, yum, I still long for an Alpha 156 sport wagon. Well, I think they're pretty cheap if you go on to um, Trader or other car selling places. Um, but yes, an Alfa um, electric estate, that could work well. I could see that being quite good um general observations we've got from the comments uh wendy hopkins says excellent podcast as always um if, if you do the cold weather test like you did nicola mm-hmm. um use a kia E nero she's got one and says it's got an excellent range even in winter i've heard this whenever we go on about oh you know i put a screenshot saying this car's done 4.2 miles per kilowatt there's always someone with a nero or an e-nero <laughs> that yeah. kind of puts a screen grab something that's done five and a bit you know so they do seem to be incredibly efficient um what else have we got um yes uh people saying about the postman mike song um mike which isn't me says uh my postman mike vote equals bin it okay so that's good yep Um, well we haven't
0: sung it today so there we go thank you
2: much much relief colonel (laughs) commissioner renick what a great name. name Um, says, no, four no's, and then says, why would you butcher a classic cars? Only new cars need to be uh, electric. Classic cars must stay the way they are. Electrifying just rips their soul out. If you own a classic vehicle and electrify, you're missing the point in having one. Now, I can see both sides of this argument because, yeah, I, I kind of agree that some things are sacred and shouldn't be messed around with. But there are plenty of classic cars that had really lousy engines. Yeah, Uh, they made a lot of and if it makes if it allows you to use that car on a daily basis which Mm -hmm. you perhaps wouldn't have done i had an old mini which was lovely but the the a-series engine was terrible it was awful it was letting me down had a little electric motor in i mean a series was hardly rare i mean they're getting more so now but i think i would use i would be tempted to use it more
0: We were literally talking about my dad's uh, Spitfire and Mm. the engine underneath that thing is terrible. And it just like you put your foot down. It doesn't really go. There was never that much oomph behind that thing. If you can chuck an electric battery inside that an electric motor, you'd have way more fun with it because it's designed to have a bit of fun. I know it feels faster because you load to the floor and you have the roof down. And my dad likes to play James Bond music while he's driving it. so It makes him feel cooler um, because he is very cool. (laughs) um but i feel like it like that would be the kind of car that yeah the cars that don't have the oomph i feel yeah. like an electric version of that would do really really well i do I've, but i understand we, we, where he's coming from i do
1: we can we can ask the the, uh, the listeners to suggest classic cars that would be better with electric my vote would go to a, a citroen ds that was a terrible yeah. engine in a brilliant car it was <laughs> never meant to have that and uh, and maybe De- a, a, do you DeLorean? the DeLorean.
2: Oh, yes. yes, that a terrible engine, didn't it? That an old yeah. Renault truck engine, didn't it? An old van yeah. engine, yeah.
1: Yeah, that uh, would be great
0: as electric a DeLorean, yeah.
1: NSU, well, anything with a rotary because they just break. So an NSU R080, I mean, it was an interesting engine, but you yeah. had to rebuild it every 300 miles. So <laughs> yes, a so Mazda be, RX-8, imagine that, they're cheap. That'd be good.
2: Yeah, so mm. if you let us know the cars you think would be... Perfect for uh, classic cars, and perfect for an electric car, and the ones who we absolutely should never be interfered with. So, we'd love to know what you think about that. So, yeah, yeah and that so- that concludes the post bag for this week, Nicola.
0: And I think that also concludes the podcast because we're we're now sitting way over time. And I know that people keep saying kilowatt hour, but I feel if we keep it short and concise. Then we're not just going to be waffling on about a whole load of nothing we're giving you short concise bursts of information which I think is just fabulous. if you are listening via Spotify or on your Apple podcast, then please do us a favor and leave a little five star and leave us a nice little comment because the algorithm then works in our favor um you know let's just like help us out a little bit because it's nice to be nice it, the algorithm then works in our favor and then we w- might sort of jump up the charts a little bit and then more people will start listening and likewise, if you're on YouTube Comment everything, add to Mike's post bag because he doesn't have enough to do on the podcast.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, the more talking we do, the less singing there is. So that that that's works true. in my favor. So, yeah,
0: that's true. Okay, well, I feel it's only fair that we finish on a song.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: All right, we'll finish there. <laughs> Thanks for
1: joining us. Bye. 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 <laughs>